Hey, what, good morning to you, man. How you doing? It's uh, Friday, August 13th, 2021. Friday, August 13th, 2021. You made it to Friday, if it matters. I mean, most of you are working over the weekend, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Friday the 13th, uh, if you believe in that stuff. Uh, if you have uh, Periskeva, what is it? Uh, guys, it's been so long since I thought about it. Periskeva decatriophobia. Periskeva decatriophobia, that's what it is. Uh, as opposed to tris- triskaidekaphobia, which is just fear of the number 13. Periskeva, uh, uh, Periskeva decatriophobia is fear of Friday the 13th. So, if you have that, whatever. Uh, that's on you. <laughs> Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. Oh, by the way, I, I just just saw this on the news. Lollapalooza, remember two weeks ago, uh, we were concerned about it being a super spreader event. Uh, Lollapalooza required most people to be vaccinated. Um, and only, I, I mean, what is it? What was it? 30,000 30, people? Only 220 got uh, um, COVID, which... If you think about it, that's probably lower than than uh, the uh, like if you were in Texas or Florida. So vac- vaccinations really work. Uh, Lollapalooza went down. We thought it might be a super spreader, and it wasn't. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, PVTV. Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Those four words. Political Views TV podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, I appreciate you. I really do. And I and I thank you for coming every day. It's so nice of you. Uh, I get up at like four o'clock every morning and I spend hours sifting through the news, writing stuff up. I work hard and I appreciate every single one of you that are here. Uh, tweet to me your questions or insights or come fight with me. Or if you want to school me on something, come school me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on Twitter. Uh, <clears throat> in a speech from the East Room of the White House yesterday, uh, Biden lamented the fact that the U.S. pays around two times more for prescription drugs than any other rich nations and urged Congress to confront the longstanding crisis through legislation. Uh, On top of allowing Medicare to negotiate with Big Pharma over the prices of a subset of expensive drugs that have no competitors, Biden said lawmakers should impose a cap on money Medicare beneficiaries have to pay out of pocket for prescriptions, medicines each year. Excuse me. If you remember, way back when, Republicans actually blocked the ability for Medicare to negotiate drug prices. They wanted it in there that they'd pay whatever the drug companies asked. That's what Republicans wanted. If you remember, this happened a long time ago. Uh, Recent polling shows that repealing the federal provision barring Medicare from negotiating prices with drug makers is very popular among voters across party lines. I mean, even back there when Republicans passed this crap, Even back then, people were like, what? Are you kidding? Uh, A survey released last week by the Alliance for Retired Americans showed that 87% over the age of 65, including 89% of Democrats, 87% of Republicans, and 81% of independents, 
What is with those independents? Only 81%? I'm a little shocked. Um, watch. Uh, uh, the, they all support the proposal. So we'll see what happens. Once the talking starts, watch for movement on big pharma stocks. Because if they're going to be negotiated with... Remember, we pay more than anybody else in the world. Why? Because we have a crappy system. All first world countries protect their people. with a, uh, They give them insurance. But not here. <clears throat> um, moving on. <clears throat> As wildfires swept through the Italian uh, island of Sicily... Uh, and this, these wildfires fueled by extreme heat. Uh, officials in one city recorded on Wednesday what is believed to be the highest temperature ever recorded in Europe. Mind you, Sicily is an island. And uh, Syracuse, where, where the temperature was recorded, is a city on the southern shore. It's supposed to be cooler on the Mediterranean, Right. Local meteorologists in Syracuse reported that temperatures reached 48.8 degrees centigrade. That's almost just a hair under 120 degrees, uh, breaking the continent's previous record of 118.4 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, set way back in uh, 1977 in Athens. Now, 1977, that would be five years after they changed uh, uh, emissions standards in cars, and cars started changing what what they emitted, at least in the United States. I don't know about uh, there in Europe, but I'm sure it doesn't matter. It's like uh, peeing in one end of a swimming pool uh, uh, here in the United States. I mean, it's <clears throat> if you pee on one end of the swimming pool and you're on the other end, if somebody else pees on one end, is that going to eventually affect you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it will. Uh <clears throat> Firefighters in Sicily and Calabria have carried out more than 3,000 operations in the last 12 hours. Thousands of acres of land have burned, and at least one death was reported in Calabria. Man, ain't that some? Uh, this is what I want to see in the House and Senate, and we've talked about this before. You know how I feel about the filibuster. Don't end the filibuster. Change it to a Mr. Smith filibuster. Okay. I'm going to say it again. I say it every time. If you have not seen the movie with Jimmy Stewart, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, go watch it. Watch it this weekend. Something, a nice classic film, go watch it. It's a good movie. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington filibuster. That's what we need. Uh, Yesterday morning, a uh, uh, Democratic Texas state senator ended a 15-hour filibuster to oppose and delay what she called a voter suppression bill put forth by the Republicans in the state. Uh, State Senator Carol Alvarado uh, from Houston, a Democrat, uh, began the filibuster just before 6 p.m. local time on Wednesday and stopped talking just before 9 a.m. yesterday. All night long, she goes. Uh, the measure then promptly passed uh, in an 18 to 11 vote. Alvarado, uh, Alvarado uh, tweeted minutes after ending her filibuster. <clears throat> 15 hours ago, I stood to filibuster SB1 and give a voice to the constituents who this bill attempts to silence. 
I know voter suppression anywhere is a threat to democracy everywhere. Proud to shine a light on stories of everyday Texans and stand up for the promise of democracy. The bill, according to the ACLU, would unjustly target disabled Texans, communities of color, and older Texans. Uh, The state legislature, the filibuster, rules bar sitting, leaning, breaks, drinking, and eating. And that's how it should be in Congress. You notice it doesn't bar peeing. And uh, in the past, when we had the old-fashioned filibuster, the Mr. Smith filibuster, congressmen literally peed while they were speaking because they were in the middle of a filibuster. I mean, I want to see some peeing in the House. I really do. Uh, Moving on. After losing two rounds in lower federal courts, a group of Indiana University students challenging the school's coronavirus vaccine were dealt a final blow yesterday as the U.S. Supreme Court upheld the college's vaccination requirement. And they didn't really upheld it. They they more just said, eh, I don't care. Uh, In uh, the first coronavirus vaccine mandate uh, challenge of its kind before the nation's highest court, Uh, The eight Indiana University students requested an emergency order arguing that they are adults who are entitled to make their own medical treatment decisions and have a constitutional right to bodily, uh, to bodily integrity, autonomy, bodily integrity, autonomy, and of medical treatment choice in the context of vaccination mandate. Uh, So Amy Coney Barrett handles emergency orders and has decided that there was no reason for the court to handle it. So she just said, oh, you know, uh, we're not going to take it up. Lower court deals with it. Uh, While I agree that people should be vaccinated, I do not agree with the court's decision, but for a different reason than you might think. And I I think maybe Amy uh, Coney Barrett sent this down and said, eh, you might want to think about this. That, that This might be why she did that, because it wasn't complete. There was no segregation of COVID survivors, okay? COVID survivors may have the same protection as someone who has had the vaccine. Now, I said may have because there's not enough study on it. Um, it's clear in Jacobson versus Massachusetts, and you can look at look up this, uh, Jacobson versus Massachusetts, 19, uh, 1905, was it, I think? Um, uh, it's clear that states can require all members of the public to be vaccinated, but in that case, it did not consider anyone with natural immunity. So it's different because polio killed 30% of the population who got it. Not many people with natural immunity. Uh, And many who survived were permanently disabled, including FDR uh, himself, who was in a wheelchair starting in 1921 because he got polio. Anyway. Yeah, um, I don't know about this. I I think we need to look more into those who have uh, natural immunity from having the disease. And I don't think also L.A. has made a rule about people being required to be vaccinated. SAG-AFTRA for shooting uh, TV shows and movies has made a rule that people need to be vaccinated. I think these all are going to be challenged 
because they don't take into account people with natural immunity because they've already had COVID. Okay? And the CDC hasn't technically recommended that they get vaccinated because there's not enough study on it. Uh, Moving on. On August 29th, 2020, and August 31st, 2020, people gathered near Black Lives Matter Plaza near the White House to protest racism and brutal uh, brutality in policing. Now, you know that date is coming up, and you know what's going to happen just before that date, just before the one year is up for filing suit. On both nights, the District of Columbia's Metropolitan Police Department, the MPD, responded to uh, these demonstrations over at Black Lives Plaza, which I don't think it was called at that uh, at that time, or was it? Did they did they call it at that time? Maybe they had. Maybe they renamed it. Um, and uh, they responded to demonstrations with the very sorts of tactics people were protesting. Um, alleged lawsuit, which was filed uh, in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia. Sure, the brutality is bad, but the worst part is these darn sirens going off in the background. Uh, But the worst part was attacking journalists and then seizing their property, including the camera, for a year they seized this. Uh, Police violently attacked reporters whose job was covering officer brutality during last summer's racial justice protests. Yesterday, the ACLU filed a lawsuit against the District of Columbia and the MPD on behalf of two photojournalists who were accosted with less lethal weapons during the demonstrations. The complaint states, MPD officers, some clad in riot gear and wielding batons, deployed chemical irritants and stun grenades against demonstrators, even though just two weeks earlier, The D.C. uh, City Council had unanimously banned officers from using these weapons to disperse uh, demonstrations. Uh, The document continues. Plaintiffs uh, Oama Asinor and Brian Dozier, independent photojournalists seeking to document demonstrations in D.C., were victims of the attack on August 29th, and Mr. Asinor was similarly attacked on August 31st. Both endured searing pain and emotional distress as a result. Officers detained Mr. Asnor overnight. The next day, when Mr. Asnor was released without charges, MPD refused to return his cell phone, camera, and goggles. Items officers had seized upon his arrest. MPD did not return these items for almost a year even though he requested them multiple times and MPD had no lawful basis to keep them. DC is going to lose their shirt on this one. Moving on to, oh geez, what a quagmire, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Uh, We had to withdraw, but the power vacuum is way too much. Policymakers were saying six months. Now they're saying a month. Biden sent 3,000 troops to help facilitate the drawdown of the embassy. I thought I, I thought it was reported 3,500, but maybe it's 3,000. Um, on a podium yesterday, a Biden administration representative assured the people they weren't abandoning the people of Afghanistan. But if no one is left to talk to, I'll call that an abandonment. 
Afghanistan is unraveling quick and thousands may die. The uh, Biden administration launched a dramatic series of moves yesterday to reinforce Kabul and allow for the safe removal of a significant number of personnel from the American embassy there as it becomes ever clearer to the administration officials that the looming collapse of Afghanistan's government and the fallout for its citizens could threaten to become a permanent stain on Biden's foreign policy legacy. Now, I'm going to put an asterisk there, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, The Pentagon announced 3,000 troops are being deployed to assist with the drawdown of the embassy to only a core diplomatic presence. And CNN reported that U.S. is considering moving its embassy to the Kabul airport. Good idea. That way they can fly the hell out of there uh, at a moment's notice. The human rights implications of leaving women and girls to suffer under Taliban rule and people in general. And uh, the power vacuums inside Afghanistan that could once again allow terrorism to flourish. Not a good idea. Uh, They are all... Uh, also bracing for Taliban atrocities to increasingly spill into public view amid deteriorating peace talks. The swift unraveling of the country could damage the president's foreign policy legacy. But I gotta say, and this is that asterisk, many officials have noted that the deal that Trump made with the Taliban last year to withdraw all U.S. and coalition Forces from the country by May 1st forced Biden's hand, leaving the new administration no choice but to pull out a treaty with with uh, you, you can't you you can't undo a treaty by a president. Anyway, um, left them no choice to pull out lest U.S. forces get dragged into a major war with uh, the Taliban. The administration has assessed the Taliban's military capacity is at its highest level since 2001, and there was full expectation that they would launch a nationwide offensive regardless of whether the U.S. stayed or went, and that's according to multiple officials. By the way, the Taliban did just release, and and we talked about this several weeks ago, didn't we? Remember? They they released all these uh, Taliban uh, prisoners from prison. So they have joined the Taliban. And not only that, now the Taliban is getting all these arms that the U.S. supplied to the Af- uh, Afghan security forces. Now we're in, and now they have even more power than they did just a, just a few weeks ago. Way more power. They've, they have more numbers. They have more arms. This is turning into a problem. Increasing troop levels to counter that was uh, counter that was never something Biden thought feasible. Uh, the Taliban now has two thirds of the country, except for the I guess that's the northeast center of the country is what is so far protected. But it looks like uh, the country is going to be under Taliban rule probably within a month. As I said a couple days ago, I think. Uh, moving on, Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold, uh, no, no relation to Clark, just thought I'd make that clear. Uh, yesterday, she accused the county clerk, Tina Peters, of assisting an election system security breach 
and announcing the revoking of some Mesa, uh, Mesa County uh, voting machines. Their logins appeared in a video by an individual affiliated with QAnon. Griswold told reporters yesterday, I think this is troubling for the entire state of Colorado to have someone in a trusted position, literally trusted to protect democracy, allow this type of situation to occur. To be very clear, Mesa County clerk and recorder allowed a security breach and by all evidence at this point assisted it. The Secretary of State's office began investigating the Mesa County clerk and recorder's office on Monday when staff members first discovered a video online showing login credentials for voting machines. The 21st uh, Judicial District Attorney in Mesa County, Dan Rubenstein, has opened a, a criminal investigation into the leak Tuesday night while appearing on, uh, on stage at... You ready for this? <laughs> Tuesday night while appearing on stage at Mike Lindell's 2020 Cyber Symposium in Sioux Falls, South Dakota... Uh, Peters, the the, uh, woman accused of doing this, uh, she told the crowd, I've been accused of passing down or allowing someone to uh, expose our passwords in our elections office. Without supporting evidence, Peters claimed that Griswold weaponized her position to attack people that disagree with her and had targeted her because she is Republican. No, she targeted you for committing a crime. What are you kidding me? It's kind of obvious at this point. <laughs> Plus, she's at Mike Lind- Oh, Mike Lindell. She's 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 over there with him. Come on. You should probably take a nap on a nice my pillow. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Um, a short one today. I, I decided not to do the uh, jobs report and unemployment report. We know it where it is approximately. Same as last week, maybe a little bit less. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Friday, August 13th, 2021. Friday, August 13th, 2021. I truly appreciate you coming. I so appreciate you coming. I really do. Uh, uh, PVT, uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. And bring someone with you uh, today, this weekend, tomorrow, whatever. Tell your friends to Google me, Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. And tweet to me your questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.